0: Good evening, uh, church. It's good to see you uh, worshipping together this evening. We have been spending a little bit of time to explain the ministry of the apostles because there are such a negative perception you know, about uh, this ministry and such ignorance and neglect about this ministry. Instead of seeing that this is a gift that God has given to the church, in order to build up the church. And uh, and in fact, it's, it's at the top level of leadership so that the church will really have direction and know how to move and advance the kingdom of God. And I guess that's the reason why the enemy will attack this uh, ministry so that it will not uh, 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 fulfill its role. And so that's why we have spent time, I've spent time to... Clarify this so that we will appreciate what God has sent to us in our midst uh, and and we will pay attention to the instruction, to the preaching that comes from the apostles so that uh, we will indeed be built up. And this evening I want to share another aspect of the apostles' ministry that is to establish leadership in the church. Let's look at uh, Acts Fourteen, verse twenty-three, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church, and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So the apostle Paul and Barnabas has just been to these different places. Some place they have started a church. Other place they met up with the believers and begins to minister to them and strengthen them and and. Cause the church to be established. And before they leave, they appointed elders in each church because they realize, in order for the ministry to be sustainable, to continue to grow, for the church to continue to advance, there got to be uh, leaders or, or the leadership has got to be established. And even though there are other areas of ministry that has to... Uh, be established. It will come to time. It will come to uh, growth, uh, and and then we can establish them. But the 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 leadership of the church has got to be there uh, in place in order uh, to to be able to continue to grow and to to advance. And uh, we look at another verse in the. Acts 20, verse 17. Acts 20, verse 17. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. And verse 25, 26. Now, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. You see, Paul knew his time is almost up, and this will be the last opportunity he had to meet with the, the church in uh, the elders in Ephesus. And in fact, he couldn't even go to, 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 to Ephesus, so he's, he has to send for the elders to come and meet him because he realized the importance of these leaders, these elders once he's gone for, for good, they are the ones who need to take care and protect the church and, and lead the church so that the church will stand firm and continue to grow. And that's why he sent for these elders. And he told them, now it's up to you because while I have opportunity to minister to you, I have preached, I have I've not hesitated to talk about any subjects that is helpful to you, that is helpful to establish a church. Now I'm innocent of the blood of all men. I've done my part. Now it's your turn. Now it's your responsibility to take care of the church, to look after the church. I have done my part. So that's why he called the elders to instruct them. He called the elders to to prepare them for, for what will be coming. And uh, look at verse 29 At uh, onwards from this chapter, Acts 20, verse 29 to 31. He said, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock, Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So beyond your gut, remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. So the apostle Paul knew the church will come under attack. In fact, Every church, if we are doing what God wants, we will come under attack because the enemies will not want you to, 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 to grow. The enemy, the te- their territory are threatened. So in order to stop you, they will attack the church. So the attack comes both from outside and within. And that's why Paul used the term savage wolves. When they come, they will show no mercy. Their purpose is to steal, to kill, to destroy They will not spare the flock They are there to destroy And so we need to be aware that there is such an uh, 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 warfare or attack that, that is there And that's why the elders, as leaders of the church, we've got to be prepared And Paul has been warning them day and night for three years Can you imagine? the concern, and Paul realized, you know, you need to know how to deal with this because the survival of the church, the local church, is not guaranteed. If you don't protect it, if you don't care for it, it will die. The enemies will come and destroy it. Right? So we are given, as leaders, as elders, we are given such tremendous Responsibility to protect the church from the attack of the evil one. And then there's another uh, round of attack or another uh, attack that comes from within the church. Paul knew. I guess he knew some of these people. But could he have stopped it? Well, we can teach. We can instruct. We can warn. But the individual has to know, has to respond, right? So Paul is saying that from your own rank, there will be people who have the wrong motive, ulterior motive. They want people to follow them. They're after position. They're after power. So they want disciples to follow them. So they are prepared to split the church, divide the the devotion of the members to go after them. So we got to watch out for this kind of people who want to build their own ministry. They they, they are not there to build the church of Jesus Christ. They are there, right? It looks like they are building the church, but then they are building their own kingdom. And so we got to watch out for this and to warn the people so that uh, they would not uh, be misled and bring about destruction of the church. So Paul said these are the things that will come. And in fact, uh, there will be problems in church. Sometimes pe- people blame the elders, they blame the leaders because there are problems. But God allowed us to go through this kind of thing. You know, for instance, in the life of Peter, Jesus saw that the enemy is, is going, the, the devil is coming to shift him as, as wheat. But Jesus didn't stop it. This thing has to come. And Peter has to learn how to rise up from it victoriously, right? Or learn from the experience and then come out of it. So as a church, we are not spared of this attack. It will be there. And we got to, as elders, as leaders, as members, we got to watch out and we got to protect uh, the church. Uh, from this evil. And how do we do that? The first thing that we need to do is to watch over ourselves because the enemies will want to use us to do it. Look at uh, verse 28 of this chapter Acts 20, verse 28. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which He bought with His own blood. Right, keep watch over yourself, and we need to watch and search our hearts: Are we building the church of God, or have we been that the factor that 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 destroy and that uh, divide the church? What we do, what we say, are we building the church of Jesus Christ? And God has given, uh, keep watch over yourself and all the flocks of which the Holy Spirit has made you. So the first thing is to watch ourselves. If we are not right, we cannot protect the sheep, right? So we watch over ourselves and then the flocks of God. And God has given us responsibility. He said the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. Right? When you're given that responsibility to take care of that cell group, to take care of those members, right, the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. So you need to take care. You need to watch overseer. That means you, you need to know what's going on. You need to even know ahead of time. Anticipate what is coming. So that you are well equipped, well prepared for what is coming, so that you can deal with it. So, the Apostle Paul knew what is coming. So, for three years, nonstop, he warned them be careful of this attack that is coming. Right? So, as, as, as overseers, as, as uh, uh, elders, we got to anticipate. We may not be able to prevent, uh, to, to stop it. But we prepare the church and it's up to the the responsibility of the individual to respond to the word of God so that they will not fall into that trap. There are so much we can do. And that's why Paul said, I've done everything I can. But he cannot guarantee that things will will go up well. So that's why he's, he's instructing these elders. This is what you need to do right? That much we can do. uh, And and we just have to leave it to the people and to, to God. So he said, be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. So we see the church as something precious. It's not just a church. You know, it's so precious because Jesus bought it with his blood. He paid Everything he gave his life for the church. And and so we do not look at the church as well, that's the church and that's me. No. We see it as so precious. We got to do everything we got to protect, we got to, to, to build, we got to, to grow it because it's so precious to God and it's so valuable and we got to have that kind of attitude. Okay, so we watch over ourselves and then we watch over the Flocks of of God. And what else do we do as elders? 1 Timothy 5.17. 1 Timothy 5.17. He said, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honour, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. The elders who direct the affairs of the church. So the church... It's not just about preaching and teaching or just the so-called spiritual aspect. The church, there are other things involved. You know, in the early church, the ministry to serve the, the widow, to take care of the poor, to, uh, to bring changes, transformation to society. So there are, there are, there are many things that we do. So, he said the elders would direct the affairs of the church. When there's leadership, the leaders provide direction to, to how to uh, move on. And, uh, uh, yeah, so we need, to, we need to honor those who are in the leadership position and uh, uh, who, who, who direct the affairs of the church well. So, as leaders, as elders, we should honor them. And those who direct the affairs of the church well. You know, there are those who try their best, but maybe because of limitation, uh, that's that much I can do. But we honor them. We honor them because they are appointed by God. But those who do well, they deserve double honors. You know, that that is how God has uh, valued the leadership, the, 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 the impact of the leaders. And uh, because if we do not rise up to lead, everyone will do what they, what they uh, think is, is right, just like in the days of the judges. And uh, if there's a vacuum in leadership, the enemies will come in. You know, just like Adolf Hitler come in and 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 destroy the world, right? So so if there's a vacuum of leadership, it will be replaced. But that's why we need to rise up. That's why we need to take responsibility, and that's why we need to honor men who are in those positions who, who do well. And then on top of that, it's even more important to. Uh, the ministry of the preaching and teaching. And that's why he said, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching, we got to, if, if they're doing it well, we got to honor them, especially. So, what's the implication? The implication is the Apostle Paul realized the importance of the Word of God, the importance of being able to release the right Word, right? that will will be able to build the church. And that's what he says here in Colossians 1, verse 28. Colossians 1, verse 28. We proclaim him admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. So, it's not just coming and say something nice and say something good and, and, and about... Yeah, God loves us, God cares for us. No, but the apostles know that they are more. And we got to preach the whole counsel of God. We got to preach the fullness of the of the of God, of the word of God. And so that's why he said we want to present everyone perfect in Christ. Not just having well, a certain area they're so strong, and certain area they're totally ignorant you know but present everyone perfect in Christ so we got to teach with wisdom when to say it, what to say how to say it, uh, so that the people are really being built up and then admonishing well sometimes we have to admonish because things are not right we got to correct what's going on and admonishing the people uh, so so The different kinds of preaching and and the word of God has got to be released to the church so that we can be uh, mature, complete, perfect. Not that we we do not sin, but complete the whole counsel of God. So so the apostle realized the importance of being able to preach and teach in such a manner, that's why he said you honor those men, especially those who are involved in ministry. And that's why the Apostle, uh, the Apostle Peter said, hey, we, we, we release the other ministry to other people, taking care of the widow, we release them. But we have to focus on the preaching of the word and prayer. So there are preparation involved before God to receive that word and to impart that word. So we got to honor especially men who are are teaching and preaching the Word of God. And also Peter realized this kind of ministry they are called to do, but not everyone can do this kind of ministry, but others, not that it's not important, the other ministry, the early church take care, uh, take importance of everything they do, because when they were choosing those deacons to serve, the needs of the, the widow, they have to choose men who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. So that's why no no ministry in the church is insignificant, is not important. But everyone has got to be full of the Holy Spirit, even in serving the widows. Okay, so, so we see the, the importance of the elders who are able to preach and teach. And uh, we got to treasure, honor this man. And then there is the pastoral ministry team that needed uh, to be functioning among the, the team of elders. It says uh, in First Peter 5 verse 1 to 4. To the elders among you are pure as a fellow elders, a witness of Christ's suffering and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherd of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to do. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherds appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So here you have another aspect of the ministry of the elders, that is as shepherd of God's flock. And uh, so we, Jesus is the chief shepherd. We follow his example, and he talks about a good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep, and. Uh, Taking care, protecting uh, the the sheep, and that that's the pastoral ministry. We we take care of their needs, and uh, we minister to them, pray for them, and uh, uh, nurture them with with the word of God. And it is God who has given us this responsibility, as we we heard earlier on, and so we need to. Uh, Do it willingly. The Bible says you do it willingly as God wants you to be. Some people, they just wait for instruction. Remember I shared with you about the life of David. David did what God wants. And as an elder or as a leader, God wants you to do as what He wants, not what He says. Or instruct you. Because many times you, there is no instruction. Because the commission has been given. You are to do it. And then it's up to you how you do it. Right? So that's why we, we have the heart of God. We, we need to have the mind of Christ. So we do what God wants. And you know Jesus as a great shepherd. What would He do? Taking care of these flocks. What would He do? Taking care of this cell this group. And so you shepherd the way that Jesus would want you to do. Uh, And then it says here, uh, eager to serve. Not greedy for money, eager to serve. In other words, you serve with the right motive. There is no monetary reward in doing so. But you are so eager that you take initiative, that you look for opportunity that you just want to serve because you realize you're serving the body of Christ. You're serving that which Jesus paid His blood for. And be an example to the flock. So we we serve not just by saying, but rather with our life as an example, demonstrating to them, how we would want to do it, how they need to do it. And when we uh, protect the sheep, taking care of the sheep, when we nurture them, feed them with the Word of God, taking care of those who are poor, who cannot help themselves, and that's, that's the ministry of the church, the ministry under the leadership of the elders. Uh, these are what we need to do. So when we do that, at the end, we will be rewarded. Look at uh, what is said here in First Peter. We have just read it just now. Verse 1. He says, To the elders among you, I appear as a fellow elders, a witness of Christ's suffering, and one who, will, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. And then verse 4, it says, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So when we take care of God's house, God's flock, the way that He wants, we'll share in His glory. We'll receive the crown of glory uh, that will never fade away. So I hope that uh, we understand the importance of leadership in the church because our apostle knew that this leadership structure has got to be in place in the church in order for the church to be able to continue and sustain and build strong uh, as a body of Christ. And so they established elders, and we understand the ministry of the leaders, of the elders, uh, what they need to do, what we need to do. So I trust that we will... Um, appreciate the ministry of the elder, uh, of the apostles, and uh, we will honor men who are in leadership position in the church. So that together we can build the Church of Jesus Christ. Together we will be strong. We will we will not be defeated when the enemies were to attack us. The ship will be protected. The church will be protected, and. And each, each generation, we need to watch over ourselves. We need to watch over the church. Because if we don't, there is a danger that the church will not, the local church will not continue. The church of Jesus Christ will not be destroyed. But the local church could be destroyed because we didn't uh, do our part. Okay, we are going to pray and trust that you have been blessed and benefited from this teaching. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the various gifts that you have set up in the church in order to build up the church of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the gift of the apostles and prophets. We thank you for the revelation and the word that you have given to them to release to us and we pray that your church will know how to respond and receive the teaching so that we can be firmly established so that the enemy will not be able to destroy that which you have uh, you want to establish here in this place in various places and Lord that The local church will continue to testify of your goodness. Will continue to advance the kingdom. And at the end of time, we will share in your glory. We will receive the crown of glory. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Bless your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.